In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. So hey, this resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are all the way up to album one, four, three. I love you. I love you. That's the code. That's what 143 means if you're cheating on your spouse. If you it get does? a text, remember on the pager? Yeah, you get a 143, and that would mean I, one, love, four, three, you. What? Russell's like, shit, that's the number I've been giving out to all these women. No wonder it hasn't worked out. I didn't know there was a code. But, so you're I, saying I you're, you're admitting you're cheating, or you're, I don't How get does it. Four stand for love. Because it's four letters. What kind what? of wordle guy are you? Oh, well, there's a terrible word that starts with four. Oh, yes. I hate you. <laughs> oh, I hate you. Yes. I kick you. <laughs> Next, listen. Okay. We are up to album 143 from 1969. Nice. It's the Velvet Underground with the Velvet Underground. Now, they also have an album called the Velvet Underground with Nico. This is not that. Okay. This is without Nico. All right. Uh, when asked why the other... <laughs> Oh no, I can't. I forgot I wrote this. When I asked why Nico wasn't on the album, she replied, I don't know. Boo hoo hoo. Boo hoo hoo. <laughs> trying what? so hard not to laugh at that. Super trying not to laugh at that. China's like, that voice sounds good. All right. Next up, let's go to our, uh, you know what? Let's listen to the radio. That's what I say. Radio. Matt, do you think radio time? I'm listening to the radio. Okay. You know, sometimes you make songs and they're just a big joke. Nobody should take it seriously. Okay. All right, here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to K-Rob, K-R-O-B. This is a message to our listeners and callers out there. I love you. Well, most of you. One, four, three. Oh, yeah. Rob made fun of all the callers. Yep. Well, they made him mad. But then Charm's voicemail altered. <laughs> well, now he just feels bad. For what I said, you know I feel bad. From now on, I like you guys. Oh, how sweet. What a sweetheart. Yep, and just when it here. you call, <laughs> I will always be nice. Oh. It's not going to end the way you think it is. 30 right? seconds forward, please. <laughs> I love it when we listen, when we hear our fans speak. But now here's the thing. If you text, you are a fucking creep. <laughs> we have enough calls for the next five weeks. <laughs> so to our callers, I love you guys. Yes, love you guys. It's the dumb shit texter. <laughs> That I truly despise. <laughs> I can be 
be on board with this. When you want to be on board We have so many voicemails to choose from. I'm not kidding. I've never had to go through and pick like voicemails and ignore others. And so now, like the text, I was like, the text don't have a chance to get on the show right now. I'm sorry. It'll dry up sometime, but not right now. We've got so many. Russell, think about that. The back line is getting multiple voicemail calls a week now. Better. That's never happened before. No way. We're Russell. We're on a fucking rocket ship taking off. And after that last episode, we might be on the moon right now. <laughs> All right? Listen up, okay? I've got four guys here who want to talk about... They, you know, guys only want to do one thing. And that's talk about the Velvet Underground, but not that album. Not the one with the banana on it. The other one. Uh, and I've got the three guys who would be perfect to talk to them about. I've got Russell in Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing? Rob, you were apologizing for stuff earlier. I should apologize. I'm sorry I got that jelly on your shoulder. I know what it's what you fear most. But since the jelly's on your shoulder, lie down on the carpet between that thought and expression. Now, let's kiss the culprit. Oh, whoa. 143. 143. 143. <laughs> I've got Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? Uh, good, Rob. All the people are sleeping and they're having such fun. I wish oh, no. that could happen to me. I just wish. <laughs> But Russ's bits, Russ's bits on the last show took so long, you know what I mean? So now we're here. And I've got Aaron. Aaron was telling me earlier um, that one time when he was in the dating world, and he doesn't like to tell this story because it's kind of embarrassing, but I think it's a good one. He was in the dating world and he was at a bar uh, with a date. He goes, oh, oh, the date, you know, they came in, they sat down and uh, they're sitting at the bar and the date sits down. Aaron goes, oh, excuse me, uh, may I push in your stool? And the oh. woman said, well, we'll see how the date goes. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> that was a training day joke. That's enough to make me turn to Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> Let's talk about the Velvet Underground. <laughs> I, do you guys think stool is the worst word for that? It's bad, right? Wait, wait, I tried to move on. You're going back to it? You're like, no, let's talk more know. about stools? I did just watch Training Day on the, on the, <laughs> okay. the last airplane. How was it? You know, push, push, I know what Only you guys a few are people get it. Yeah, yeah, I know what you guys are talking about, too. I'm laughing. Do you see me laughing over here? Like, I know. All right, let's get to our voicemail. <laughs> voicemail. So stupid. <laughs> yeah, I can kiss my ass. Wait, right after the song? They're just the dumbest of the dumb. <laughs> Luckily, I made the song, and that buys me a couple of forgivenesses, right, Russell? Yeah, it's like Hamilton. By the way, I listened to the Hamilton soundtrack this week. Oh, this, like... This is amazing. And I got to say, Aaron, I get what Aaron's saying about Lin-Manuel Miranda. I do not think he is a better singer than the person that I saw at Hamilton recently. He's an amazing composer. He's an amazing writer. And I don't know enough about theater and singing, but there was no part of me that was like blown away by his performance compared to what I saw. I will also say I have a favorite song on the Hamilton soundtrack. In the room where it happens is the number yes. one song on in the Hamilton soundtrack, correct? Yes. Is is it Leslie Odom on the soundtrack too? That's yeah. Yes, yes, correct. Yeah. I mean, he sings the hell out of that. That song, it's a great is, song. is an all-time rate. I added it to my Spotify list. Great can I song. can I tell you guys? I went and saw Hamilton the other day, actually. I should have brought Did this you? up. I should have said this earlier. Yeah, but it was, yeah. I think I got because I got really cheap tickets. And I was like, why are these tickets <laughs> so cheap? You know what I mean? Like too cheap, but I was like, yeah, I'm not doing anything. I want to get away from my family. You know, they're they're fine at home without me. So I go to this play place, okay? And I know what it's called. It's a theater. And I go to the theater and I show up. And here I am watching, here I'm watching Hamilton. 
But all the actors are doing are catching acrobatic touchdowns from Terry Bradshaw. Now, you guys will not believe who is starring in this version of Hamilton. Who? It was Lynn Swan Manuel Miranda. Oh, that is the worst <laughs> joke for that big of a setup. You took that long to do that? <laughs> oh, you wanted me to reference his reporting days as well, where he was on the sideline? <laughs> no, I celebrate Lynn Swan the receiver. Are you pulling up in the room where it happens or what? Oh, no. All right. No, we're doing the voicemail. Hey, it is your favorite, Magic Mike 69, actually calling and not just leaving a text because I know Rob needs that. I do. um, You know what? He knows us. Actually, Magic Mike 69 has always been one of our best friends. He knows us better than we know us. He's OG. He's... He's, hey Rob, he'd put the jelly on your shoulder. <laughs> I've tried to move on, Russell. I will bring up stool again. Okay, every time <laughs> you do that, I'm going to bring up stool. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Apologize. That's what I'm doing. It's like Harry Potter. You got to cast a counterspell. Um, so I am actually a few, I'm caught up on the podcast, but I'm actually a few episodes behind that I wanted to comment on something. So the. You're not caught up. Yeah, he's not caught up, right? <laughs> he hasn't got this bit about getting well, caught up. On, but this is but this is a momentous occasion. This is our first voicemail from Magic Mike, this right? This is, yeah. Well, this he said that we've had one. He said that one of him singing backwards. That was kind of a voicemail. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. not to be technical, but if you're not caught up, uh, you're not caught up. <laughs> you're not caught up. It's oh, <laughs> I want to come okay, to fact check you there, Mike. But mm, sorry, <laughs> glad you're listening. Yeah. If he starts talking about Bob Dylan, like the freewheeling Bob Dylan or whatever yep. episode, we we know. We know he's not Wait, cut up. Do, yeah. Do do we do freewheeling Bob Dylan? I miss it. I love I that album. Remember all those bad albums with the harmonicas there? <laughs> That's what and I'm I, talking about. Magic Mike is like, I I think Rob should start singing parody songs at the beginning. I'm like, you're not cut up. You're not even past Michael Jackson. <laughs> all right. Here we go. So the day that you posted the Adele podcast, I actually was in line to get Adele tickets um, awesome. for my mom and her husband because her husband is a huge Adele fan. And Adele. we actually ended up scoring them um, at Good job. $600 a pop. That was definitely the most I've ever spent on a concert ticket. And oh. I am kind of uh, shitting myself about that right now. Uh, especially because I want to go back Stooling to Vegas himself. to see the... Don't say that. I would like to know what your most expensive concert ticket has been, and did you feel like it was worth it? That's the first question. Second question, I will be in Vegas with my mom and her husband, like I already said. Also, my 17, almost 18-year-old son. So, you know, the fest, mm. fuck fest is out. No fuck fest with the family. <laughs> But I'm hoping I can get some suggestions on other fun things to do in Vegas. Um, I've already kind of done, you know, a little bit of research and stuff. But uh, I'd love to hear what your suggestions are. Vegas um, suggestions. Laying by the pool and getting drunk (laughs) with uh, horny milk is out. So anything other than that? Let me know. Just All right. Talk hit to the, you guys hit later. the close okay. music. We're not talking about making volleyball bills. I'll tell you what. We're done. Hit the, hit the music. I'll tell you what. You it's know what? The, the text messages, actually not that bad. I'm, I'm going to have to sit on this and think about which I like more. I'm not sure. That's a lot to, oh, wow. What What Vegas? I mean, I, does your son, let me ask you this. Does Is your son a fan of Super Frico? 
<laughs> okay, that's all I'm going to say. Two words, super freako. There are literally male strippers wearing penguin heads. It is quite quite the show. Quite the show. Go see Super Freako. I was going to say you got to go to Joker's Wild, right? Between the link and the... That'd be Carnival Court, technically. Carnival Court. It is yeah, Carnival, Carnival Court. Court. Go this there. the best place in Las Vegas. Free dancing on Fridays. They have he the can't, he, he won't be band. able to take his son in there. So he's got his... They don't, they don't card anyone. Don't they? No. No. I, no, I think I Russell think so. may be that we do not look under 21, which is why we don't get carded. Looking at the three of us, <laughs> looking at our four like windows right now, no I am the youngest the, looking guy here by there's far. No one at, never there's no one at the door. There. There's no one out there. there well, there's, if there's not. I think yeah, Carnival Court, especially for a... I think if you're a music fan and you're not going to go to like see... Yeah, the three boys to men and the other guy who's got the serious oh. health problem that Rob <laughs> wants us to bring up on the regular. Aaron, but if you're not going to go see like one of the rotating shows in Vegas, Girl. or you're not going to go see like one of the big famous shows, if you're a music fan, I think in your middle aged dude, I think you go to Carnival Court and you listen to them play eighties rock all night. Don't you think? They're, that's yeah, they're a great band. Like they they know it's what they're just doing. Eight. I mean, it's everything. Yeah, they play it's just everything. Pop music. It's yeah. great. There you go. It's, Great, I, yeah. I I think that's I think that's the best. And then uh, I don't know what else. Like, what do you do? Because he can't gamble, right? The kid can't gamble. You go find an all-you-can-eat crab legs place, and you just plop down fifty bucks and eat all the crab legs you can. That's true. It's good. You'll need one meal for the day. Then that's good. that's a good thing to yeah. do. Can you gamble? Do you have to be twenty-one to gamble in the casinos? I think you have I to be twenty-one to be in there. Yeah, be in the casinos. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. What do you, there's a there's a Taco Bell right next to a McDonald's, and going there at like two in the morning. And yeah. so, so everybody, one person, you know, if you want Taco Bell, great. If you want McDonald's, and then meet outside and just or you know what, two, a little both. <laughs> no, you could do both. a little both. Yeah. Right? Those are two restaurants, <laughs> Russell. How much would they have to pay you to combine McDonald's and Taco Bell in one meal? Like half your meal. You can pick any items. Taco Bell, and McDonald's. You combine. Why them. would you they can't have to make pay a, you anything? You can't make a good meal. No, it's a terrible meal. A taco and fries. Ugh, get yeah, out of here. That's great. A burger and a ch- uh, quesadilla. Chicken sandwich, no, too much. Nachos. Just get a burrito great. and throw some fries in there. Like, hey, Rob. Here's Rob. Oof. Here's the move. Oof. You get a meal from McDonald's and a Mountain Dew from oh, a Baja oh, Blast. They've got one's a Coke oh, product, oh, one's a Pepsi oh, product. Oh, Baja Blast. <laughs> that reminds me, summer's coming up. Where are those alcoholic Baja Blasts? I'm Blast? so Let's flattered. Go. I'm so flattered that Mike thinks that we do cool things in Las Vegas. Yeah. Like he's like that. He's asking us for advice. Yeah. Like I mean, it's a little, it's a little bit like of a handicap to take a lose time. Take a then, under twenty one kid, right? I mean, yeah, it, it changes kid. your change yeah. your 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 calculus. I I mean I will say my favorite thing to do in Las Vegas is just to be outside when the lights come on on the strip and anybody can yeah. do that. So you got to do that once. I, I would true. imagine a younger a younger person could enjoy a a show like the the Beatles Love. Yeah. Cirque for sure. du Soleil, right? Cirque du Soleil would oh, be great. Yeah. yeah. We'll or see Blue the Bellagio or something like that or maybe a Copperfield or something like that can I went and saw Siegfried and Roy when I was there. Yeah. But you guys would never guess what happened what, <laughs> at the uh, show I was at. It was crazy. Tiger. Okay. Oh, are you talking about Manticore? Because that is the tiger's name. And I know that off the top of my head. I'm very smart. Sapiosexual. It was Manticore and it bit the one guy. So moving on. Oh. Well, I, you know, that'd be a bummer me. of a show though. Wouldn't it, Russell, if you were at that show and you're like, oh. That was the one thing we didn't want to see, but you kind of did because you're at the show, right? Like, who's going to a tiger show except for people who kind of want to see somebody get bit by a tiger? Aaron, what's your most expensive concert ticket? Quick, let's do this quick. I think it might be Hamilton if that, if that counts. 
I mean, I what did you pay? I did, Matt, did you see him saying Hamilton? Was that on your top 100 list? Well, I don't know if that's a concert. That's not a concert. I don't know if that counts. I don't know if that counts. I mean, I have not paid a lot for tickets. I don't, I mean, hey, for a Aaron, single show. Aaron, you paid enough to be in the room where it happens, the room where it happens, the room where it happens. Yeah, I mean, I haven't been to a show yeah, since I was going to shows at First Ave. And that's back when it was like, oh, the roots are $35 and it's a Tuesday night. I don't know if I can swing it. You've so I'm never, like, have you ever paid like $100 for a concert ticket? Aaron, Aaron turned down Prince because it was too expensive and he yeah, regretted no, no, it. I'll never forget that yeah, one. It was $275. Have you, ever paid $100 to, for, you, have you ever paid $100 for concert tickets, Aaron? Yeah, probably. You I can't remember? remember Matt, can you imagine not? I, Aaron, I just haven't can't. you seen like Pearl Jam? They've yeah, got well, they've got to be over a hundred, right? Every I concert I go Jam, to is that like was in nineteen ninety-eight. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it was I mean, probably, I mean, New York's a little different too, Rob. Yeah. I mean, and tell me about it. They got the surge pricing now. Like uh Blink one eighty two, they finally got all three members back together. Tom DeLong finally stopped chasing aliens and came back to the real world, I think. Mm. And you know, so I mean, their tickets were $385 in Minneapolis, you know, kind of a thing. And people pay for them. Pearl Jam, the cheapest ticket. I just bought one for St. Paul, 161 bucks. That's the cheapest that ticket. That would be 400 in New York. Yeah, it is. And, it, you know, the surge, the very best pricing is like 2200 bucks for like an actual seat. And people are buying those. And that's like four grand in New York. I was when, looking at them. When we, moved, when we moved here, we bought Adele tickets the week we moved here. And Jenny would never tell me what they cost, but they were like yeah. the day of, she bought them the day of the concert and yeah. she will not tell me what they cost. And I'm but like, was it awesome? It was unbelievable. It was, I mean, I'll remember that concert forever. Adele, Adele was amazing. And I, we've I only think- recently topped it by buying our kid next weekend, next Friday. Now you might be saying to yourself, Oh, May 13th. Is that a big deal? Cause it's Rob's birthday. And I definitely got him a gift and I remembered Okay, so I'm actually going to get him a gift next Saturday, May 13th. Also, Dennis Rodman's birthday, not Frank Thomas. Um, and, or am I going to be taking my kid to Philadelphia to see Taylor Swift for $800 awesome. tickets oh, that we bought? For each one? For each one, her and a friend. That's my insane. wife and I are going to sit in the parking lot and listen to the concert in the parking lot. Wow. That's a good call. Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah we saved wait. a lot of money. Are you going to yeah. get lucky? Oh, the final frontier, as I've talked about. It is your birthday. We could do something mutually out (laughs) outside (laughs) of mutual field. You know what I mean? I think the most I've spent is somewhere like, I think I've spent like 270 and I don't remember what it was. I don't know if it was Pearl Jam in Nashville or somewhere else, you know, at one point, you know, but the the tickets are, it used to be right. Like 40 bucks. Great. 50 bucks. Great. You know, that's completely gone. You know, it's like 150 to 500 bucks. If you just want to get in the building. And so it's, it's quietly, I think, I don't know how many people they actually get to go to these things, but Pearl Jam sold out quick. You know, it was a half hour before I could get in on the verified fan thing. And there was, you know, only a couple hundred seats left in the whole place. And so I don't know, people are, people are paying, you know, people are. Yeah, that's half the problem. You know, you just never know, but. But is there any, who, who would who would you break the bank for now? So like I don't think I've ever paid. I've I've maybe paid up to. The, I mean I don't remember what I paid for those those horrible Rolling Stones ticket, but it was a, it was definitely over a couple hundred bucks. I mean it kind of I mean it depends right. Like I would love to see Pearl Jam in the first row of the balcony. You know like real close. Oh yeah. I know what it was. I paid three hundred and eighty bucks, and I think Sarah knows this. 
a ticket for Leo and I to go to uh, 21 Pilots. You know, but Leo was like super into him. And I wanted it to not be sitting in the back of the arena so he couldn't see anything. So we got essentially the second uh, section off. And then it was the first row. So then nobody's in front of him. And it was, yeah. it was so it was great. Can you imagine, man, you know? getting nice tickets when you were a kid and going with your family? My family no. would never have bought anything but the dirt cheapest nope. tickets to take me to a concert. No. Never. Never been like, oh, we just bought four. I just bought four tickets. Uh, AJR is opening up for Imagine Dragons in the Twin Cities here. I'm a kid's huge that. AJR fan. So now we're going as family. But that was 140 bucks each. I mean, you know, it's it's nuts. It's it's absolutely crazy. Well, you know what else is nuts? Aaron? Imagine Dragon. These these nuts on your face. Imagine Dragon. Um, well, you know, I remember, speaking of tickets, I mean, I remember, Russell, do you remember this? I remember when 20 bucks, do you know what 20 bucks could get you, Russell? Um, in my hooking days or now? No, Russell, I don't know what you're doing on your computer, but I'm going to say it again because you're distracted. Do you know what 20 bucks used to be able to get you, Russell? What's that? 20 trucks. Okay. You can get trucks 20, for 20 bucks, 20 trucks for 20 bucks. How about Russell? If you did the math, you're kind of a math guy. What would that be? I, 20 trucks for 20 bucks. I think it's 20 bucks. I think that's a buck a truck. That's right? a buck a truck? <laughs> that's a buck a truck. I guess that would go down to one over one. I did take hmm. my nephew once to I didn't the think monster that trucks were the denominator in that. I took my nephew once bucks. to the monster truck rally. And I actually, I kind of did a math thing. I overpaid for nicer tickets. I'm like, I don't want to See? sit way up in the upper Good deck. No, these the trucks are, trucks. and you probably said to the kid, like, listen, we got to sit close. These trucks are going to be so small. They're going to be so small. We got to sit close. And then the truck comes out and the kid's like, holy shit, that's not small at all. That's one of the biggest trucks I've ever seen actually, in my life. It's a monster. It only cost me one dollar to see it. <laughs> we sat down <laughs> in, in the more expensive seats. Yeah, and we oh. could see everything. And it took about four minutes before my nephew said, "When do we go get a buy at monster truck?" He wanted the toy truck. That's yeah. he, didn't, yeah. he didn't give two yeah. shits. Now, Russell, about I'm going to guess that right now, based on your buying stuff at concerts history, it was not a buck a truck over at the concession stand, was it? Would you say it was maybe thirty bucks a truck? <laughs> it was thirty bucks a truck. Which truck did he pick? Now I'm going to say. I'm going to give you two options. And if you didn't pick one of these, I'll be disappointed. And you know, I'm going to say Gravedigger, and you know, I'm going to say Bigfoot or also throw in Barefoot. <laughs> not often thought about monster truck Barefoot. Your kids, Rob, must not have monster trucks. My nephew already has like a hundred of them. Oh, so no. He has them all. So we got a specific one that was like specific to the event. It was clearly like a custom one that was more expensive, but it was like for that specific event. So we, we did not get. Gravedigger. He already had Gravedigger. I mean, Gravedigger and then Bigfoot. Those are the only ones. That, only right. because that guy's on the commercial. Gravedigger. <laughs> right? So. Well, he, you know who his arch enemy is? It's Truckosaurus. That guy's eating trucks all the time. I've seen it. <laughs> now, Russell, when you went to this thing, did you buy the whole seat? <laughs> because in my experience, you only need the edge. <laughs> At the Metro, Metro, Metro Dome. Bucks truck, twenty bucks. So just to make sure that Mike thoroughly enjoys, you'll only need the edge. This segment that he's touched off. Does anyone? Did anyone regret the tickets that they bought? When you when you spent for the tickets, did you did you wish you hadn't? You know what? The ones for me, regrets are usually not music. The Rolling Stones was a regret, but sometimes sports tickets can be a regret because if you go to a game and your team doesn't play well, it's not fun. No, and even if they win. 
it's usually a stressful couple hours. It's not yeah, an fun. enjoyable experience. Not fun at all. So, but but I'm at the point where, and I, you guys probably are too. Like, I'm, at this point, if I go to a game, I'm going to pay a little more, and I'm going to sit down on the lower level. I would have never done that. We yeah. didn't do that when I was a kid. I didn't no. do that in my twenties. But when you reach a point where like you have enough disposable income to do that, I'm going to sit in the lower level. But usually, when I leave like a Timberwolves game or a Vikings game, I'm like, damn. That wasn't fun, and I'd rather have my money back at this point. <laughs> no, that's why I don't go to a lot of games anymore. Right, right? like very few. I'll go to like one yeah. or two a year. Plus, they're so good on TV. Games are so good on yeah. TV; it's fun to the, watch. The most likely thing I will that I probably spend more than the average person is like a really good restaurant. I'll pay for like a really good restaurant experience. I bet my my biggest expenditures for an event in my life have been to go to like some sort of you know where they're doing like a 12 course tasting menu. That is fantastic. I will, yeah. I will overpay for a, a dining event over, over music. I think I just, I don't know if I'll overpay for music concerts anymore. Right. Like you're, you're going to have an, some might say paying 160 bucks is overpaying, but I'm not going to play the, pay the surge pricing of 800 or a thousand dollars just to sit in the right seat. Like it's just, it's, it's and I won't, much. I don't, you know, and I won't either yeah. after Taylor Swift makes my daughter love me again because of all this dog stuff that's going on. Uh, okay. <laughs> and it's my birthday. I want to remind you guys. Well, thanks for calling in Magic Mike 69. Yeah. It's good yeah. to hear from you. Wonderful. And bringing up monster trucks or whatever you wanted to talk about. Let's get into rolling going. Well, Rob, what do you pay for like a They <laughs> Might Be Giants concert? It's time. Oh, way too much. Because I don't ever buy them when they go on sale. They don't ever go on sale and I never buy them and then I got to buy them at the last minute. Then, of course, I buy two and nobody will go with me. So that's double the price right there. That's a numerator times two. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know, probably 70 bucks a ticket, you know, something like that. It, but it's too much. It's in a little room. I don't know. It's it's crazy. I would I would pay more to be in a little room than to be at a big yeah, concert. Right. Can so I you ask know, you guys a question about concerts quick? Of course. Yeah, I went to a, a concert podcast. the other day at the Fillmore okay. in Minneapolis. Uh, a concert goer that I know her friends invited us to go to this concert and it was a band. I don't even. Well, quick question. The band is called skinny puppy. Go ahead, Matt. Oh, did, were you invited or yeah. were you, you, you get invited like <laughs> is this, a couple days afterwards? Is this an Elmo type thing? Were you going, were there little kids there? Like did they this sell balloons scary. halfway through the concert? Russell? Cause you got, went to a little, I've kids actually thing. heard skinny puppy and they're I think like they're pretty good. Jazz collective. Right? What do you think, Matt? I, I I don't I think they play them on the current every once in a while and I've got them on my list to bring up every, you know so it, I, I, I would like almost Skinny describe Puppy. that for me not being into their music or never hearing them for the first time I would almost describe it as like a knockoff like Rob Zombie a little bit mm-hmm. oh, okay. um and but it, it's not about I gotta watch what I say it's not necessarily about the music it's about they put on like a show so when okay. you're there at the show there are people wearing these costumes there's like these wars and fights between these characters that are wearing alien heads the whole time. It was a really strange and bizarre show. It wasn't for me, the way Matt would put it, it's not my thing. Um, And I went and I, you know, it was interesting to watch and I made it for a while, but the whole time I was thinking, what is the minimum amount of time I have to stay at this? (laughs) Yeah. Because it's just, it's, I'm not saying it's not, doesn't take talent and it's not entertaining. It's just not for me. And so we were sitting there watching and part of it is like, for me, I'm old enough for like, I'd rather have a seat. I'd rather be sitting at a bar watching the show 
than be standing in a, I don't want to be in a, in a packed room where I can barely see and people are bumping into no, me. Right. Standing at a, sh- standing at a show. Forget and it. So my tw- one, warm yeah, out my I, I said no it in more. my head. I'm like, my goal is to make it through 10 songs what? or an hour and 10 minutes. And then I'm going to say it, it's time for me to go. I've, I've hit my point, wow. but I made it an hour and 20 minutes before the encore. And then nice. it was like, let's get out of here before traffic gets crazy. You can't get an Uber and all that, which my concert goer was down with that idea. Yeah. So we're now, waiting for our Uber out there. And when did you call the, the Uber? When did you call the Uber? Where were you? Were you inside a building or outside? Well, a building we may or? have had it. We may have had an Uber <laughs> disagreement over how, what we <laughs> yes. should be doing for Uber. But I will but that was first, probably on first my time. Ever. But the most interesting thing you can hear it's a small enough theater where if you're standing out in the, like the lobby, you can hear inside and they came out to do the encore. They did one song and they go, I'm sorry. It took so long to come out and we're going to have to cancel this early. The lead singer has a mouth injury and is bleeding out of their mouth and we can no longer continue the concert. So we didn't even miss the encore because the lead singer had an injury because this show is like, it's a it's like an aggressive show where, they're hitting wow. each other with these fake weapons and everything. It was intense. And we didn't even miss the whole encore because he had a mouth injury. Oh so my God. That's crazy. What do you think gave him a mouth injury? You think, it, uh, well, do you think he hit the microphone in his mouth? That's what I think. Oof, that would hurt so bad. I don't know. He was wearing an alien costume the whole time. If I was a rock star, you know how I'd get a mouth injury? How? Frenching too hard. I'd be... <laughs> Why do you have a bunch of band-aids on your tongue? Oh my Rob, god. If you're I was a rock star, so you don't hard. even have to go through the you go through the process of Frenching. You just bypass that step. <laughs> I honestly don't know what the next step is, Russell. I'm I don't I don't know what the next step is, and I'm too scared to ask you. Were you were singing about it last week. <laughs> Can I just tell you, Russell, if I went to a concert and and it, it sucked, this is what I would do, but reverse to my uh, wife. Wait. No. You'd bail. But I, I'd be going yeah, out the bathroom, bathroom window. window. Rob, I actually thought about you at this concert. When Worth I, it. Immediately I knew, like, this isn't for me. <laughs> They're putting on an amazing show. It's, 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 people can get into it. I get how people would like it. It's just not my, for me. Yeah. But I actually thought about Rob when you took your wife to... They might be giants or whatever one of these bands you're into. And I think she got super high and confused over some song. You told us about that. Uh, yes. Where they where they played. Well, it's quite simple, actually. They played <laughs> the song backwards and recorded a video and audio yeah. of it and then played it forward to start the second act. Easy to understand. But, What's the big deal? But she was entranced by it, right? She was uh, blown away by it. So what I tried to tell myself is like, I should just sit back and like take this in. And understand like it's an experience and just try mm-hmm. to be like weirded out by it. And so that got me through a legit like hour and 10 minutes. But when they hit that encore, when they walked off stage, it was Audi 5000. It was time nice. To go. <laughs> nice. And to an Uber, no problem. No problem getting the Uber. Not a big deal. Was that? That's was, a good rolling going. Matt, how oh, rolling going? How's it going with you? An organic roll. Uh, that was so good. good. Um, we went and saw the Mario movie. Have any of you guys seen the Mario movie? A I've little not. Late How here. was it? Saw it. it. Yep. I think they did a really good, and I feel like this has happened lately, a lot more lately. Like with the uh, what is the Top Gun remix? Oh, we weren't going to talk about Top Gun. No. Oh, sorry. 
Sorry, I'm really sorry to have to bring that up. Sorry, guys. Um, but it's like with the Top Gun, you know, like it was just a great movie, right? Like there wasn't too many surprises and it was just kind of a, a beginning, nostalgia, whole bunch of action and ended, everybody's a winner, all that stuff, right? So it's just Jennifer a good Connelly's movie. In there and Benjamin. I felt like Mario was kind of that way too. They just made every reference they could to every Mario game ever made. That's what you And want. it was just good. I mean, it wasn't like a great movie or anything, but like it just it had enough for everybody to be a little bit entertained by it all and in the I end totally it was a good it. story for kids and all that stuff so I don't know I thought they did really good and then Jack Black obviously kind of stole the peaches 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 yeah you know with his yep. song and stuff so it was good it was I good. had a kid do that um, song in karaoke club at school the other day I run karaoke club did I tell you guys that no I have a karaoke club every Monday and kids come and do karaoke and I run I have two wireless microphones that I bought and I run it through YouTube songs. I'm like, yeah, there's lots of songs actually on YouTube that are karaoke versions. You could do parody songs too if you want. Shh, nobody knows my secret. And then uh, they did the Peaches song. But I was thinking to myself, and this has nothing to do with it, my job or anything. Do you think in Mario, do you think he ever gets that mushroom and kind of rubs it on his Johnson first? Oh, God. And it's like, mm, maybe this will you know, make it. Make it grow. Hey, it's a me. It's a Mario. <laughs> Do you think he ever has moments where he runs into one of those duck things and all of a sudden gets really small and, and has a, like oh. a problem with them? Oh, hey. I got a thing is, question, thing is sometimes you get I'm so big. Let, sometimes you get so big you shoot fireballs out. I'm gonna let so Matt hot. finish, but I got a I got a serious Mario question when Matt's done. Let's let's go. Well, yeah, what's your Mario question? Topic. Well, my sister, the who princess, is, a real person, is in another castle. You have a sister. You yep, have as a sister. you all will recall, she's what? a real human. She told me, mm. and maybe you guys knew. I'm, I want I want to know if you guys knew this. She told me that in Duck Hunt. Player yes. two controls the controls duck. the ducks. Yep. I yep. did not know this. hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I didn't know. We used to do it all the time. I thought it was one of the most fun things. I, I always thought that was sick about me that in duck hunt, I let, I'd rather be the duck than the gun. I thought that I mean, said something amazing. about me. What a person. I, I didn't know. Now I need to play. I didn't it, know that either. Yeah. It's so yeah. fun to move the ducks. And then right when they're going to shoot, you move them. They don't hit them. Oh, it's so satisfying. Speaking of old school games, I, my nephew the other day or a few weeks ago, he got a, his dad got him a PlayStation three. Ooh. And so I, I think I told you guys yeah, I was going to give him like my old two games so he could play them. I ended up giving him a bunch of PlayStation two games. He enjoyed them. His dad ended up getting really into Guitar Hero. Yes. But, but I, um, I'm starting to make some life decisions in the future where I don't think video games are going to be able to come with me anymore. And so I decided I was going to give away all my old games that are down in my basement that I haven't what? played in years to my nephew. So I yeah. gave him. A Nintendo with about 10 games, including my favorite game, Punch-Out, Rob. Yeah. Multiple wow. Tecmo Bowls, Jordan versus Bird, every Super Mario 3, everything you could ask wow. for. Wow. Nintendo 64 with all the great wrestling Russell. games on it. And Bond. This is crazy that you're... I played those wrestling games. That your situation is changing so much. 64. That you would clean out something like this in the basement. God. Yeah. I, well, more people might know about it. It's on a separate text chain without you, Rob. That people know about this. I just couldn't think what would precipitate that. <laughs> Organizing so it, of one's materials. But it but is so, just your nephew. Like, you can get them back. Yes. So, what I said was, so I, you're, yeah, Aaron, you're a smart dude. So, I went out and I, I was meeting my sister and her kids for lunch. And I, I showed up with, like, four grocery bags full of new systems and new games. And I was mm -hmm. like, look. You should try all these out. I told my sister there's maybe one that's got firearms that maybe some parents don't want their kids probably playing, you know? So I'm like, 
can't use those or whatever. You got to yeah. check with your mom on those or whatever. But I, you know, I gave them to him and I was like, oh, I think I'm a good uncle and everything. And then I'm thinking these are all so old. He's going to be like, if he brings over friends yeah. to play them, they're going to laugh at it. They're not going to no, like gonna it. Love it. And his dad sent me a picture and they were playing like one of the old school. I don't know if it was the 64, the Nintendo, the Sega, whatever one it was. Jesus, Russell. And they were loving it. And he said yeah. they were really enjoying like the game. So I don't know if they're still enjoying them. And I, I no. told my sister and brother-in-law, I'm like, these are old. His friends might not think this is very cool, but I, I think they might. There's some value to that, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know what the, the subscription is, but there's like a Nintendo subscription for the Switch. Mm-hmm. You can get all sorts of old games. Yeah. Rob, you might know what it is exactly. Yeah, but. well, maybe you need to play Tetris online, okay? So let's... Maybe you need a subscription to that system to play Tetris online, which maybe people do for fun. It's cool. Yeah. Okay, and I'm not... So well, they wouldn't be afraid that, to right? talk so about So they've it. got... They, they don't have Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. They've got National Punch-Out or something, because oh, Mike Tyson's not... Mike Tyson, 007 <laughs> Oh seven three seven three Russell, five nine six three. Yep. How story checks you're out. not already married. I don't get. <laughs> you know, but so the kids like love that, it, and then Leo has been playing a game called Undertale, which is like a it's almost an eight bit, you know, flat screen. What I don't even know what they call it anymore, but it's some some fifteen year old made it who was in college made this game five years ago, and everybody loves it and stuff. So I don't know. I think you know it doesn't have to be like some uber intricate shooters, you know, yeah. multi-level game to, but, for kids to like. But it. you know when so. that's going to change is the moment you find out you can't save. Like you're playing Zelda and shit and you get so far. You're playing Zelda and you get so far and you're like, okay, well, I'm done for the day. I put in eight hours into Zelda. I've gotten tons of hearts and my sword is like four swords or whatever. I'm definitely going to turn off this machine. And when I come back, the game will simply restart where I left off and definitely when not I, kick me back to the beginning every when, single fucking when time. When I get through Waterworld on Mario, I, I'll just hit power and I'll come yeah. back and I'll be on Waterworld again. Yeah, exactly. If you are you playing eight hours of video games at a time, Rob? No, because my family is here and they are making me do <laughs> stuff. They were Leo. Did might you not hear earlier? I, did <laughs> I tell you earlier, Matt, what they made me go see in the theater? What was it? <laughs> It was, I thought it was going to be a show about presidents, but it was just a guy reporting on football from the sideline. And you'll never guess who started this. Lynn Swan Manuel Miranda. Oh, no. And I got it's it all clean that time. It's not a good joke. <laughs> I got it all clean that time. It's better. Did he do two? Was that last week when he did the Lynn Swan or is it two this week? Um, That's two this week. It's in I my notes. two this week. week. Yeah, I think so. Matt, what else is on your list? I interrupted with Nintendo talk. Um, I just, the, the only thing on my list was I went to, I was out in Boston for work and ended up going to a Celtics game. I saw that. Wow. Speaking it was a playoff game. Tickets. It was fun. One of the analysts who was out there with me, he's a huge Celtics fan. Hello. Hello. A huge Celtics fan. Call and me he'd the never chief. been to the garden before or to a Celtics oh, game. Cool. And so he got, he went and so I went with him and it was great. It was a lot of fun, but mm. we were behind the basket. Oh. We we're right in the row. Oh. It's right behind the basket. And lucky. The mascot. I'm decides the that Because it's the fourth quarter and that's where the other team is shooting. He's going to just kind of camp up and down our aisle, right? Oh, oh no. And because that's, he's going to get everybody right. waving and everything. Oh. Well, I'm on the aisle. And so now there's nothing but a line of kids and parents oh. who are trying to get yeah. a picture with Lucky oh. during the fourth quarter so of drunk. this playoff game. And it was the worst 
thing in the world. <laughs> That's terrible. And this one guy was like, Lucky, come back here. My kids can't come down there. He'd be like, okay, I'll be right back up. Well, the guy's taking, Lucky is taking pictures no. of all these kids During and doing the all this stuff. The dad comes oh. back five minutes. Lucky, you said you were going to come up. And I'm like, oh my God. Lucky, give Lucky, Lucky a break. Yeah. Jeez. So I don't know. I would, I, if it was a Crypt Keeper, Russell, you'd be like, ah, oh, man, you're sitting on the aisle, but be careful you're not sitting on the dial. <laughs> so I think mascots are great for some kids. I don't understand what cheerleaders do at professional games anymore, but I don't know. I, do, <laughs> this do you a guys, cheerleader take? Did, would you, did you ever like hanging out with like Goldie Gopher or any of the mascots or were no. they just a pain in the ass like Lucky? They're terrifying. That's what that's what Eddie says too. Eddie Eddie hates. I have a picture of my kid with Crunch, and my kid is terrified. And I don't blame her. I put her in the picture because I knew it'd be a scary picture when you're older. <laughs> I don't Can know. I, when I, was, I mean, well, I mean, this is particular to is unique to the state of Iowa. But in Iowa, the, the you know the, the Cyclones and the Hawkeyes have a big rivalry, and Iowa's mascot is Herky the Hawk, and Iowa State's mascot is Cy the Cyclone, and they. You know, they're both birds, so like that's pretty fun. So like at those games when I was a yeah. kid, that was pretty fun. And then for a while there was like a miniature version of Psy whose name was Clone. Like that was pretty cool. I was into that as a kid. Oh, it was kind I'll, of a I'll, dink I'll and was this kind of a doink and dink situation? Yeah, yeah. Cyan clone. Yeah. Doink, dink, blink, and wink. And it was uh yeah, so and then the leprechaun, that. and then who was the who was the who was the leprechaun wrestler? Hornswoggle. Oh, Hornswoggle. <laughs> <laughs> Every day That's we're good. closer to becoming. So I don't know. Podcast. I was down on mascots. Ru- ruined my experience. Not didn't ruin. Guys, whack. If you don't know what Hornswoggle is, look it up. It is a wrestler whose gimmick was he was a leprechaun. I'm the leprechaun. <laughs> like Lucky, Rosie, oh, rolling going. Let me think. With you. Who would win in a fight? Stone Cold Steve Austin or a leprechaun? Nobody even thinks that would be a match. Did Hornswoggle ever win a match? Honestly. Uh, it's, it's going good with me. I have little league photos tomorrow morning, which I now know is a terrible idea. Uh, and I guess a kid never realized like I got to, there was an online order and now I have to print the order form, but I'm oh, not going to go forget. You know, I'm not going to make this. This is, this is like, I feel like this is my like Steve Martin. Nope. Potato bun or like my, like my falling down moment, but nobody just, is less likely. Nobody is less likely to have a printer at home and more likely to need one than somebody with a child who is five to 12 years old. Everybody's like, yeah. oh, just print it out at home. Excuse me. What the fuck are you talking yeah. about? Printing There's a out whole at home? text chain going on tonight about who, printing the order for the I fuck deal. is yeah. printing shit at home? I, I wouldn't Why even know where you to order start. online. You, you do order online. You order online and then print your order out and bring it to. This makes no sense. So yeah, I'm, not, I'm not I'm printing shit out. I'm not going to do that. When my kid emails me something at work and is like, can you print this? I'm like, who? Are these teachers who are making kids print out stuff? It makes no sense. Yeah, I'm, so I'm, I'm struggling with that. But I, I have been having a lot of fun. My son's been out of school a couple of days. I realized we were talking about going to sporting events. I've been to the A's already four, maybe five times this year. They are the worst baseball team ever. And somehow I've gone more times this year than ever before. But went on Thursday afternoon with a bunch of kids. That was pretty awesome. So what, what is your, do you take the kid with you every time you go? Or do sometimes you go without him? I've done two without him and two with him. What so what is your uh, concession stand routine with and without your your kid? Oh, that's a good question. So without it is get a burrito and bring it with you to the game because you can bring your own food into the oh. Coliseum and none of their you food can. is that great. Yeah. So so yeah. the move wow. without is to I don't even know if I told you guys about this. I took a Monday. Uh, my best friend from home from growing up was in town, so we went. 
and had uh, lunch. We had lunch at the Swan Oyster Depot in San Francisco, and I had like all this shrimp and seafood and whatever. And then we went over to Fruitvale because we were going to A's Cubs, and stopped at this food truck, and I got a shrimp burrito. And I was like, "What's my mer- like? What's the maximum number of shrimp you can consume in a day? Like, without you know, without overdoing on mercury?" I was pushing it. Yeah, so the move on your own is to go to Fruitvale and I get pushed, a burrito and bring I it pushed in. the uh, the oyster limit in DC. I'll just say that. Ooh, I've done oh. that. Yep, I've been there. How you feel? I didn't feel good. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> and then, uh, have you ever time gotten full on oysters? That's when you know you're eating too many oysters. When you're like, oh, I'm so full. I couldn't eat another oyster. You're like, oh no, that's too many oysters. I've probably many mentioned this. Made it in there, Aaron. I mean, I ate a whole shrimp seafood cocktail and then I ate an entire shrimp burrito, but I'm still standing. So, I mean, okay. if you, I mean, if you eat the tails too, like yeah. imagine, Jeez, no, that's I just do. adding even more. Six. Well, these were just the little bay shrimp, so the tails were already oh. off. But. Uh, but with Wallace, the first time we went, we did the full thing. We did, you know, strawberry lemonade, churro, cotton candy, pretzel. He woke up at 3 a.m. with a stomachache. So then this yeah, time yeah. when we went, uh, we ended up just, I think he got some M&M's and I brought a sandwich from him from home and that was about it. So this time Perfect. we, we kind of, we kept it kind of mellow this time. Yeah. And then so that's today, our like we're, we're concession stand people and we're going to spend a lot of money on concessions. Well, Target Field has nice concessions. Like, I don't know yeah. if you guys have heard anything about the Oakland Athletics, but the Coliseum no. is not the nicest ballpark. And it's my favorite. I love it so much, but you're not missing anything by not I'll doing tell you concessions what. at the Coliseum. You don't need any of these. This new shit with concession stands where it's like, oh, we're a restaurant and we have a weird food that you can only get here. Don't fucking need it. Every concession stand in the stadium should sell hot dogs, nachos. Yep. And that's pretty, and pretzels. And then peanuts. M&M's and a sneaker bar and peanuts and Cracker Jacks. And that's Ice it. Ice cream, Rob. Ice I, cream. And have a soft serve machine. And a soft yeah. serve oh, machine. Yes. With a helmet. And you put the cone, the Sunday in the helmet. And everywhere hey, sells it. Oh, Fortuna. I we, don't, we need to play your Oh, Fortuna in the background. I on the strand. don't. I don't need. <laughs> a Tennessee, Memphis, Nashville hot chicken sandwich in, in a baseball game. I don't need pancakes as dinner in a coliseum. I don't want sushi. I don't need anything that's fancy or requires a knife. Church. I want something that can be wrapped up, can be eaten in a hand. I can put mustard on all of it. I want something where the cheese, it's not even a question of what kind of cheese it is. You would never say, oh, it's a kind of cheese. Like when I say, what's your favorite kind of cheese? Nobody says nacho cheese. Because we don't think of it like a cheese. Rob, your thoughts? Utensils at a ball game? No, no, no. Ut- utensils. You yeah. don't need utensils. Everything is right there. You dip the chip. You put the pretzel also in the cheese. The swamp oh, cheese. You, you, you hold the hot dog. Ice cream. You pull the M and M's out. Yeah, if you're having soft serve, yeah, an element, you got it. You need one utensil there. You Walk get yeah. a Walk wooden spoon with your Sunday. Oh, malt cup. A malt, a malt cup. cup, my friend. No, they don't. That, so there is one thing that I I feel like this is an upgrade over the mall cup. They do have Dippin' Dots at the Coliseum. And I feel like Dippin' Dots are an upgrade over the mall cup. I have never consumed Dippin' Dots in my Me life. Me neither. Listen, I look oh, at them and I'm like, <laughs> I like you're going to get that over like some sort of ice cream that looks delicious. You're going to get like this rat, like rat poop in a in a cup. Who gets Dippin' Dots? Can I just say this about Dippin' Dots? What? If Dippin' Dots is the future. <laughs> 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 
I am going to swallow all these pills. I will not live in a world where the future of ice cream is Dippin' Dots. If I wake up from my coma and I'm in my robot body with my brain being transferred after I die, and they say, sir, welcome to the future. We've cured all diseases. Pause real quick. Pause real quick. Whatever happened to the guy that slept on your couch who wanted to... uh, Get his brain frozen. We kind of, we kind of just still, lost over this. Still we never alive. figured out. Still alive. Talk to yeah. him. Talk to him just the other week. Did, did he put down money on oh, yeah. that? He's going did forward he? with it. I'll just talk to him about it sometime. Rob, game on. Rant. Okay. Sorry. Go back ahead. We just got to call. If him. that go was ahead. the ice cream that I came back to, I would simply go back to the past, find my parents, look at them, and say, "Don't do it." I don't want to live in a world of dipping nuts. It's the worst. Okay. And I wouldn't be attracted to my mom. That's how it's different from the movie. Okay? Well, that's actually a great segue because. Oh, and oh I, I can't I wait we, to see. What I know we don't have about. time for this. I know we don't have time for this, but Play I the music. Say, Here we go. Play Let's do it. Play it. We also it's, it's went. time for one-on-one with Eric's mom. <laughs> oh, it's not, no. Well, it's a, no, it's great. My mom is a great pinball player from way back, and Wallace and I went to the Pacific Pinball Museum today. Wait, wait, wait. And <laughs> I'm taking a break where you said, we're 54 minutes oh. in to our 143rd episode, and you're just now, you just now have the nerve to tell us that your mom is a quote-unquote great pinball player. Yeah. Just right now, everybody picture your mom playing pinball. I can't do it. I sure as shit can not picture my mom playing pinball. Anybody out there would be like, how do you work this thing and get pissed off and yeah. walk out of the arcade? <laughs> That's amazing, she Russell, would, that your mom. I can't believe that your mom would get so pissed they'd walk out, Russell. That's so weird. Yeah, um, the apple fell far from that tree. What, what, what is going on with your mom that she is a quote unquote good? Just add out there, if your mom is, you can picture your mom playing pinball, please text into the show. I just happen to know that my mom loves pinball and is good at it. And so whenever I play pinball, I think of my mom. And today we went to the Pacific Pinball Museum, which is amazing. It was $22 for me to get in. It was $12 for him to get in. They have five rooms, all full of pinball machines from starting from 1960 up through whenever, all just with your admission. You just keep playing. You just like, you just play as many, you hit start, you play more. And there was a Back to the Future pinball machine. What? But Great Scott. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Terminator 2. Terminator 2 was amazing. Did you have some wine and you turn and say, <laughs> This wine is so high in Biff Tannins. <laughs> did, it, did it inspire you to go invent a, a Biffy and put all the blue toilet cleaner in the Because <laughs> you know what happens. You, you're, you're just fine if you do that. But, I'm, but, I, but the, I had to send you guys a picture because our absolute favorite of the uh, pinball machines was the Tales from the Crypt pinball machine because it shook. And then like all those places where there would have like, been targets, they were eyeballs. It was incredible. Yes. It was amazing. Do you know how long, I just want to say this. Do you know how long I spent trying to think of a pinball Crypt Keeper pun? <laughs> I literally, I bet it took me a half hour. And I thought about it straight for a half hour. I was like, I was like, tilt. Uh, your grave would be built. Like, that's no good. Like I. So that's it. That's, that's rolling going with me. How's it rolling going with you, Rob? Hey, can I interrupt? Yeah. No, sure. I think I could have an all-time story, but I, I, get, I, get, I get to delete it if I want. Of course, I mean, Russell. Okay. <laughs> That's no you problem guys, to me. Bad? Oh, my God. This is, um, well, this could be bad. I don't think it will be, but it depends. Um, 
Well, I not Matt do it was Russell. talking Go, about no, being at the no. game. Let's not, let's not talk about no, it. No, no, please, Russell. <laughs> okay. Matt, Matt you're, was, you're kicked off the podcast. Goodbye forever. Matt <laughs> was talking about being at the game, and he was talking about being seeing the uh, the mascot, and he was like, "Why are cheerleaders at the game?" Right, and so it started me thinking. I was at a Wolves game a while back, and there were cheerleaders there, but they also have, um, it's called the senior dance team. It's like an it's relatively older women that go out and do like one dance in the middle. I of thought you were talking like, about high school seniors or maybe even college seniors, but you were talking say, about, exactly what you were talking I would about say the school. elderly. You're talking about the Raisin Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at this game and the senior dance team comes out and I'm looking and I'm like, I recognize that lady. Oh, <laughs> I went on a date at one point a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> See your dance team. <laughs> Why would you want to delete this? Oh no. Oh, no. I don't know if there's an age qualification for it. Or if there was a lie about the age or what. It's old. For the dance team or for it's, your dating profile? It's old. Russell, can I just ask you this? Yes. Now, the NBA season has been over for quite some time. How long yeah. have you been sitting on this and wanting to talk about it on the podcast? I, you know what? I, I was at the game and I noticed it and I was like, well, that's kind of funny. And I didn't think about it. It, 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 for some reason, I still know Frank Thomas and Jeff Bagwell's <laughs> birthday and I, and I would have never remembered it. But all of a sudden Matt started talking about why is there a, why is there a cheerleader. cheerleaders? What's the purpose? What? Oh and he God. doesn't like the, the, uh, what's it called? The mascot. And it just jogged my memory. And I was like, if I don't tell you guys now, I don't know when it will ever come up. Well, that's like, I, you know, I mean, Russell, you can say, I mean, you could say, oh yeah, I dated a Minnesota Timberwolves cheerleader for a little bit. You could say that, right? <laughs> you could say I went on a couple of days with the Minnesota Timberwolves cheerleader. Wow. You don't need to be so specific about it. I think that's what you yeah. should go with. That's like when I found out Jenny was a cheerleader in high school, I was like, oh yes, date. I'm married a cheerleader. I've made it. Like my high school Rob would like come to future Rob and give me a high five. You know it, what I mean? I, you guys made me think and of it. Guess. And I was like, I was going to wait until you afterwards, but Rob would have been so pissed at me if you I would have been upset. No, you can't leave that stuff on the cutting room floor. He would have been, <laughs> I, I would have been like past Rob comes up to future Rob. is like, yes, you married a cheerleader. Yes. And I would have been like, also Biffy Tannins is something as a joke you're going to make later. Don't ask me about it, but it's a good one. It's, it's actually good. You know, the joke you've been looking for This is it. Um, and going, Rob. what roll it going? How's it going? No, no, no. Wait, I had a story about me in the future. Oh. Shit. No, I can't remember what it was. All right. So, um, here, I just, it's a real short one. Do you guys know who Octomom is? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Isn't that fucked up? <laughs> we all know who Octomom is. We shouldn't. We really should not. She had eight babies. We should not all know that her name is Natalie Suleiman without having to look it up. We, don't, we all know that. That's bad, right? Like, does that show that we're kind of on the decline of humanity that we all, all four of us. I mean, Aaron doesn't even, has never even seen that Miley Cyrus video, but he knows who Octomom is. Still haven't seen it. <laughs> and you know what's weird? Guess what Octomom is, was recently doing as a hobby? What? Dancing at the Timberwolves games. <laughs> <laughs> I Russell's do like, like the Miley Cyrus song, Flowers. I think I like, I like that song. It is good. It is good. You guys don't have anything to say about Octomom? No. <laughs> 
What? I'm talking about her all the time over here. You are. Yeah. Okay. What? What? Why do you fascinate? Listen, I just think it's interesting to you. Just ask. Ask the people in your life. Do you know who Octomom is? And they will say yes. She has one of the highest Q scores of anybody. You know what I mean? It's a Q score. Like you know who they are. Everybody knows Octomom. I bet if you showed people Octomom and Kamala Harris, more people would know Octomom. That's messed up. I don't know if anyone knows what who an Octomom looks like. I just think they know the no, voice. I, yeah, I, I don't know what she looks like. <laughs> okay, it's I'm starting to realize. I'm actually starting to realize I was way more into Octomom than you guys were. So you've never heard like interviews with her? No. Okay. No, no. Okay. Yep. Yeah, never mind. Not everybody knows about Octomom in the way some people do. All right. Let's get into the album. <laughs> oh, it's a music podcast. podcast. Enough Octomom talk. Please. This is for music, Mike. Oh, yeah. 69. 69. I do. I, I did like the reveal that he has a uh, teenage son and he's still going by Music Mike sixty nine. That's great. Yeah. I, well, I picture that's why I picture him like out in the backyard making the call like all quiet. He's like, this is, <laughs> this is Music Mike sixty nine. Like, I don't want my son to listen yeah. to podcasts. Hey, are you calling that podcast again, Dad? What? No. <laughs> I learned I, it from watching you, Dad. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when they you they you sent all that stuff to the hotel and they didn't even care about it at all. And they forgot to pick it up, and it's so rude of them. Like, I think we I'm call him Magic Mike 69, so we don't get too close to his Seth, actual we go. name in case he doesn't oh, want it out there. Oh, right, right, right. This is the third album, okay, of the uh, Velvet Underground. And it's kind of a big shift to, like, normal music and ballads. And a big part of it was that uh, bassist uh, John Cale was kicked out and Doug Yule came in. And Cale was kind of one of their leader in avant-garde. The album before this um, was, like, super noise, dissonance, like, the murder one at the end is a lot like what the whole last album was. So this is a much more return. And I think you hear them starting to move toward Lou Reed's transformer. I heard a lot of Lou Reed, like solo Lou Reed in this album, but uh, basically again, we're talking 1969. You got to keep that in mind with this album. Uh, They're kind of post-punk paved the way for alternative rock, Sonic youth, uh, the strokes. And then basically like you want to have a Patty Smith, uh, David Bowie, a Radiohead without, Velvet Underground, you couldn't do it, right? They're like using lyrics to talk about real issues and like kind of being out there and making music art. Like this was the group that was doing it. And that's why it's Russell's number one pick of an album that you should buy right now. He loved number it. Number one. Candy says. Candy says. What a wild I heard, I heard, album. I heard, what's the wise men say only fools rush in? I heard that song in this one. Yes. I don't know if that's Elvis or Righteous Brothers or whoever does the original one, but. Uh, yeah, Fools Rush In is probably Elvis, right? So this was a song about. Can't, can't help, sorry, can't help falling in love. This is a song about Candy Darling, who was a trans performer uh, for Warhol and the friend of the band. This feels immediately like you're watching a Wes Anderson film. Yes. Ugh. I don't hey, mean hot, that in a bad hot way. take. I do not like Wes Anderson <laughs> films. I think they're terrible. I think Russell Fair. Russell Fair. take, I'm out on them. You, yeah, I'm that's out. fair. You know what my favorite movie is of all Overrated. time? Overrated. My favorite movie of all time is Rushmore. Probably Tannenbaums. It's Rushmore. Yeah. And Tannenbaums <laughs> is like number two. Russell, you're breaking my heart. Yes, his yeah. later stuff is weird and I haven't rewatched it, but Rushmore is one of my favorite movies ever. Man, these are uh, OR scrubs. Oh, are they? What goes on? <laughs> this song was written when he was still with the Ostriches, if you remember from their all E tuning. I actually really dig this song. I thought there was yeah. some kind of cool riffs on it. I, I liked it. Yeah. This is the one with the organ on it, too, I think. Well, yeah, so at the end, they're playing a double guitar solo, and you can kind of hear them both 
playing, and they rock it. You hear that organ? Yep, you know me, I'm sucking for the organ. But this sounds like a real rock and roll song, you know what I mean? Like, this doesn't sound like the chair scraping across the cement or whatever you heard in the last Velvet Underground album. Chugging along. You want to know why it sounds like a real rock and roll song? Why? Listen to the organ for a second. You recognize that or not? Russell, come on. Are you serious? Organ? What are you yeah, what? Pull up pull up once in a lifetime by the talking heads. They essentially are copying that organ at the end of once in a lifetime. Yeah, yeah, so you gotta go a little bit further. No, no, it's, it's, they're doing it on the guitar. Yeah, you they're doing the same thing they were doing on the organ though, right? Yep. Yeah, same chords. It's cool, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Russell. I, I read it. I, that's not a. I didn't think of that. Yeah, I, but I that's good. It. You're still smart for reading. Oof, so good. Uh, some kind of love. This was more of what the last album was like for them. A little more experimental sound. I gotta say, how it's so stripped down, but that cowbell's kind of cool. This is an album I was expecting to hate and wanted to hate. Because it feels like too avant-garde, too artsy for me. But I actually kind of enjoyed it. I like mm-hmm. this one way, way more than I was expecting I was going to. Russell, come, wait till we do the next Radiohead album, Russell. You're going to love that one. You're going to come around on all these ones. Pale Blue Eyes. Oh, man. This lyrics are about to be his former lover, who at the time was married to a fellow bandmate. Can you imagine if I wrote this song about one of your wives? Sometimes I feel so sad. I think I could listen to this song every day. Every entire day. Sometimes I feel so happy. I do have a question. I gotta wait for this now. I love that, that guitar sound. I, like, I don't know what to say about who's playing guitar or how the, what technically they're doing, but I like the kind of licks on there. Yeah. You heard Russell start a story and then get flustered, right? I can't do this. You one. know what that means, Aaron. I can't. <laughs> Russell. Just a little, just a little taste. <laughs> just give us a little taste of the story. No names, no nothing. Doesn't have to describe. Hey, Russell, maybe just make up a story. Why don't you make up a fictional story and tell us that and change names and everything in places. And- let's let's say uh, a few weeks ago we, we did an episode where Rob insisted on keep going to like sex doll things, like oh, like buying sex dolls and what he was like showing us pictures. Okay. And then what? If, let's say what if what if you know. Instead of using like a random name, he used Aaron's wife at gmail.com for one of the names or used uh, Matt's wife at gmail.com for one of the names. <laughs> wow. You know how I, I would push back on that and say it was actually. What would, you think, what would you guys have thought of that? I would have thought that maybe it was actually the trademark name. And so he was just reading something off a website and didn't think yep, about what he, he was saying. Something off a website, but let, I, Russell oh. almost made him delete that. Did that happen? Oh, that no. That did happen. I do not recall the name of the website. Oh, wow. That's why I didn't want to tell it. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that was a good fictional story. Oh, keep, oh, keep more fictional stories like that coming, because those are all staying in. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's kind of a beautiful song, isn't it? Yes. There's so I'm much beauty you, in this album. There's this so sounds a lot like the Blue Reed album we covered, Transformer to me, where it's just like this. He's very melodious, very, there's hooks. And if you were like, oh, can, like you expl- can you explain yeah. this song to somebody? You'd be like, no, I can't, because there's no, right. 
chorus. There's not like it's like oh, it's a catchy hook. It's like a. It's a and, and isn't this band though? Like this is the one where they say it's not about religion. Haven't they yeah. had songs before where they're like the whole song's about drugs clearly, and they're like no, it's not about drugs. Yes. No, yeah, yeah, they're like it's kind of annoying, isn't it? Yeah, but they're that's how they are. That's they're their thing. They're Andy Warhol. I also think it's. I mean, it, there there was a thing about Bob Dylan who got asked about his songs, right? And he essentially just started making up new answers for everything because he'd go to city after city and yeah. he'd have 15 different reporters asking, what's this about? What are you sure. trying to say here? Yeah. And so it's probably the same thing. Yeah, it's like I already just, wrote the song. Listen to yeah. the song. Uh, let's <laughs> see. Beginning to see the light. Did we do this one? No. I don't think so. It just feels like rolling down a hill, right? Like, I like when they do this groove. Like, it just kind of chugs along. Yeah. I, I think part of the reason I like this, is I think the drummer's kind of slick on some of this. It's not, like, super advanced or anything, but it's kind of catchy. Yeah. I was reading their drummer is named Maureen Mo Tucker, and she's actually considered one of the greatest female drummers of all time. Oh, sweet. They, their original drummer left the band because they thought they sold out. Like, did Velvet Underground sell out before this? Like. If they I, sold out at some point, I don't, I don't know, know what I they were doing imagine. before. <laughs> but I was reading that she had a very kind of minimalist approach to drumming. It was very stripped down. She had a simplified drum kit with Tom snare and then an upturned bass. And she played standing up with mallets rather than sticks. Oh, wow. And she never played the cymbals because she said a drummer's job was to keep time and playing cymbals just got in the way of other instruments. So and so I was, I was reading, I was, I was interested in, and I started thinking, I want to know who are the greatest female drummers of all time. So I thought we could do a list oh, to wow. honor the greatest female drummers ever. Wow. Wow. Good job, Russell. For another better countdown. Oh, this is going to be great. The first song on the list is. She played drums with Prince, and I actually asked Aaron to make a suggestion on a song for this, but this is Sheila E. The song is Glamorous Light. Yes, Sheila E. Sheila E. of the Escobedo family, born in Oakland. Her dad, Pete Escobedo, was a uh, Latin music drummer. So she's from a musical family. Alejandro Escobedo is her uncle, I believe. Are you guys worried that the rhythm's going to get you at any time during this song? It did, uh, right? It, it kind of... I mean, we're close to the rhythm vibe. getting us. Tonight. Great song. She's really rocking all the, those drums, too. That's badass. Next one on the list is... this is She's referred to as the queen of percussion drumming. Her name is B- Bobby Hall. Aaron, do you know Bobby Hall? I don't know Bobby Hall. She actually was one of the youngest... Motown session musicians ever. She played on Janis Joplin, Bill Withers, Marvin Gaye, a ton of their hits, Bob Seger. Really? But one that she's really known for is playing the bongos on Inner City Blues on Marvin Gaye's album. Check this out. Wow, we haven't heard this album for 142 albums. The number one album ever. If you're playing on the number one album of all time and you're the bongos, like you deserve to be on the list, right? And this this album was like groundbreaking because they weren't using a drum set on the album. Next song, next drummer on the list is Cindy Blackman. She played with a number of artists throughout the years. Uh, She actually performed, uh, she had her own jazz album. She played with Pharaoh Sanders, Sonny Simmons, Ron Carter, 
And also she played with, with one of our favorites. She played with Lenny Kravitz. This song is called Straight Cold Player. Check it out. I'm a straight cold player. Yeah, she's laying it down. Was she on... Was she always Lenny Kravitz's drummer? She she was not always Lenny Kravitz's drummer, but she was in the video, one of his very famous videos. Yes. I forgot which one. Are you gonna go Are my way? Gonna Are you gonna go my way? Yes. So she was she did not play on the studio version recording of the album, but was in that recording. And actually, the reason you should maybe know her, Aaron, she's actually married to Santana. She's Santana's touring drummer and is wow. married to Santana. W- wait a wow. minute. You're telling me that this drummer. From this famous Lenny Kravitz video that kicks ass, where she's in like a cage, she's in like a glass box. She's married to Santana. I don't know if I, it's it, it's either this one or a different famous Lenny oh. Kravitz album. All right, do you want me to look it up quick to make sure? I don't know, because this, I mean, he's had the female drummer here too. That can't be a coincidence, right? Let me check quick. God, this video rocked. I forgot how hard this video rocked. Yep. Oh. You know what this video is missing, though? Is Aaron, there's one thing that I would like to see happen during this video. You'd like to see... Do, do you know what him. it is? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't guess, Aaron. My mind is like a maze. It's so complicated. Yeah. <laughs> the drummer in the video is Cindy Blackman. Yes. Russell, yes. So, wow. She toured with him, but she did not play in the studio version, so I didn't pull up that song. So, you nailed it, Rob. But she's married to Santana? Yes. Wow. That dog. That dog. So, Russell, can you guess what do I think this video is missing? What do I think this Lenny Kravitz video is missing? It's one thing. You might not be able to guess it. Giving birth to a, what was it? Giving birth to a... <laughs> to Gonzo. <laughs> God, that's one rock so hard. Yeah. All right. Great next song. song on the list, or Cindy next Blackburn. drummer on the list is Sandy West. She actually formed the band The Runaways. The song is Cherry Bomb. Check this song out. Oh. Is this Joan Jett? Who's it is Joan Jett. She was a founding member with Joan Jett of a band called The Runaways. It was the first all-teenage girl band to have like commercial success as a rock band. Mm. And they became very influential like in punk music and whatnot. And I think, I mean, I think she was 16 when she formed that band, but she could drum. I'm pretty yeah, sure the Donnas, great. I think the Donnas covered that song, actually. I was a huge Donnas yeah. fan. Oof, love the Donnas. All right, last drummer on the list. I don't know if you guys, I don't know if we'll have to, we're going to have to rewind a little bit to hear the whole drumming because you guys will know this one. But the last one on the list is The White Stripes, Meg White. Yeah. Yes. She's also known for minimalism and keeping the time moving. And often confused with being a bad drummer. I would disagree. Yep. Yeah, I think I think people who are dumb think that. Not me, smart. Actually, Aaron, you were spot on. I was reading a quote that um, the UK, the Times in the UK said she reduced the art of drumming to its primary components, bashing the snare and cymbal together on alternating beats with the bass drum in a way that recalled Mo Tucker of the Velvet Underground. Oh, you were spot nice on, Russell. Aaron. Oh, way to go, Russell. Russell, that was a top five list. Now, Russell, can I pull a mat here and give you one that I think should have been on there? Actually, technically, Rob, you were the one who pulled up four of your songs by the artists last time. That's why we went 150. (laughs) So 
So I'm going to take that as a yes to pull this up. So I think, <laughs> have you ever seen this Karen Carpenter drum solo? Actually, oh, Rob, this up, was the next one. Carp- this was yeah. almost made the list. Oh, yeah. She's incredible. She essentially. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. That is badass. Yep. So good. Look it up if you haven't, folks. It's my second favorite video on the internet. That's awesome, Pete. It's number one. If you guys were wondering, no one, no were one you was like, wondering. No were you one like, is he going to say balloon guys? Guys stuck in balloon or hot sauce on feet? And the answer is hot sauce on feet. It's a, I might go peewee. I might go. If I'm going to go balloon, I'm going peewee. <laughs> it's too okay. late. It's too late. Top tonight. three Don't balloon videos. No. Number one, oh, God, guy no. gets stuck in balloon and says, oh, drat. Guy does not want to be stuck in balloon, even though it very oh, obviously drat. turns him on. Number two, peewee Herman of the balloon. Can we think of any other good balloon videos? Uh, okay. the the condoms swallowing the con- the super small condoms to smuggle drugs. <laughs> Guys pouring I don't beer, think into, s- beer into oh, the no. condoms. I feel like it's there was like one where somebody was making like balloon animals, but very aggressively or something like that. I feel like there's a balloon animal. There was one. I don't like some- being around balloons. The thought of a balloon popping See? is it it weirds <laughs> me you, out. Russell. I don't Thank like you. people touching balloons. Like the the noise that a balloon makes when people twist it. Mm. I'm out. Then you're I'm not, out on animal balloons. I'll tell you what, you're not going to like one of my kink segments that's coming up in a future episode. Oh, no. I'll just tell you that oh. right now. All right. But because you said that, it might also get accelerated right to the top of the list of what we're <laughs> going to talk about. All right. So next up, okay, and we all remember what we're doing. Not a big deal. We have I'm Set, no, yeah, I'm Set Free. I think it's fun. And what's really crazy is, yes, this, it builds. I'm, you know, Russell, I'm with you. I didn't think I'd like it so much, but listen to this guitar solo. A lot of the sources I saw said some people think this is a one of the top guitar solos, like vibe-wise. It's a crazy one. But can you play that solo, Rob? Of course. Simply. But he didn't. He didn't. No, you're right. Wait, what's that you hear in the background of the recording? It's a machine coming down metal. The door opening. Steam. Machine? Steam pouring rivets. out rivets. And here's me in the studio saying, go like this. Do, 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 do. Asked me yesterday. My son yesterday was like, "Hey, what what was that time machine joke that Rob does?" Oh, (laughs) do you explain that I go back in time and kiss myself? Yeah, yeah. I didn't do the kiss myself, but I was like, "Fog machine." (laughs) That's the joke. That's the punchline. He he likes he likes the setup. He likes the smoke machine, smoke rivets. Yeah, smoke smoke comes out. Listen, (laughs) at some point in your life, you're going to need some nude photos of yourself. Take a bunch now. Put on different shirts. Put on different aprons in the kitchen. Take Wait. them all now. You will never be hotter than you are right now. I know Rob's what you're thinking. kind of right on this. Why if do you, you want? If you've, well, if you watched Ted Lasso in the last couple of weeks, you would just, no, just leave him. You, yeah. you, leave him. you, you right. forget about oh, it. Oh, you think your body looks like dough that fell into a floor of a barbershop because it's white and has hair all over in random places? Actually, this is the best you're going to look for a long time. You wouldn't believe the kind of weird problems your body's going to have from here on out. Take all the nudes now. But... That's me in a time machine. So what are you going to do? 
Uh, all right, murder mystery. Now I bet this one was kind of a weird one. This is four concurrent spoken tracks. Yeah, this, this is just not for me. This is the one where I would want to like I'd want to ask Lou Reed like, do, do you want to listen to this? Like because the rest of the album has such beauty on it, Guys. and like this feels like they don't. The buttons don't work. They, they don't want you to listen to it. I'm trying to push the buttons to move on, and I can't do it. This. I think we have to Bob, go I deeper. You, I think we went slightly out of order. What? Oh, That's shit. That's the story of my life. That's the story of my life. I'm going to edit this in later. That's the story of my life. It's later. I mean, it's earlier. Kind of making fun of rock and roll singers. All right. A lot of people say that maybe belongs at the end of the album. It sounds better there. Murder Mystery. Nope, did that. After Hours. Two, three. If you close... This was a lullaby the drummer had written her kid, and then they put it on an album. So, oh, sweet. this is this is where I hit, and I I really enjoyed some of these songs. Yeah. And then I hear the second to last one, and I get it's just not for me. And then the last one, and I'm like, could could anyone in a middle school music class do this? <laughs> As a middle school teacher, I can tell you, no, absolutely not. <laughs> but, but I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying like they don't have skill and they're not artistic. I think they inc- are incredible artists. But it's this is where it's hard for me to say like this is a top 150 album of all time. Yeah, yeah. for me, and I'm, but that's, that's just my perspective. But that's why this is lower on the list than the other one. I think there's some. The strong ones aren't quite as strong in that, but I like the vibe of the whole first part of the album. I'm with you, Rob. I will I, say, I, lo- I liked it. If you yeah. want a good version of that same noise that you were just hearing, I would listen to Kimya Dawson, who is famous from the Juno Juno soundtrack, and I got way right. into her for a while. I had a great Pandora station with her on there. Oh, um, sticking so with good. you, so good. Bum, bum, bum. Let's get into the rating good. system. Never has a system, never has a part of the show been so popular than the three guys I'm staring at. I've never heard the Peaches song. Peaches, oh. it's from the Mario soundtrack. Peaches, is it better Peaches. than? I want to be in the room where it happens. No. Oh God, no. Listen, I was also going to ask this, Rob. Yes. As the, and I don't know if Aaron was in this as a as a youth, but uh, the uh, karaoke club. Mm-hmm. A lot of friends, those kids, or no? <laughs> <laughs> Oof, just kidding. Right not, I mean, it's, not, it's not the choir. It's not, it's not the jazz band. It's the karaoke club. You know what? I didn't just run this club. I invented this club, Russell. Does that answer your question? Okay. Yeah, we all got fucking switchblades in there. We're cool as hell. We're smoking candy cigarettes. Okay. It's the coolest kids in school. Okay, now, are there currently only two kids in there? Yeah. That's fine. Two kids and a teacher make a club. Okay. I think it sounds fun, but I'm just I'm just asking. Well, the kids didn't because they actually didn't show up this week. They went somewhere else. <laughs> so you just rocked it by yourself? No, I had to pack away everything and go back into a room where people saw me packing it away because nobody showed up to Gary OD Club. So it was... It was like when you left that date, Russell, then your computer got stolen. You had to go back in and ask oh, that, if your date oh, had the computer. That was that me packing up karaoke club. So karaoke club is actually fine and it's actually cool, Russell. Okay. And it, to go back to that to make fun of me, that's something. Especially when I'm trying to get through the show. Actually, you know what's funny? <laughs> I do, Russell. You believe it or not, I do. So when I did go on a date with the senior Timberwolves dance team member, Everybody it was... 
within a week or so of me going on the date where my computer got stolen. Oh, no. And so, so on this date, it was an outdoor date. You guys know I don't like outdoor walk dates. This is, there was an outdoor walk type of date. I get a call. Eden Prairie Police. Excuse me, my date. I got to take this call because they're, I got to file a police report. I had to pause the date with the senior Timberwolves dance team member to take a call from the police to oh, report wow. my computer. Wow. Wow. Now everybody hurts, Rob. Everybody hurts. Later that night. Did she say to you at all? I want to see your t-shirt cannon. <laughs> did she say I'd like to report a robbery because you've stolen my heart? Yeah. <laughs> you stole my heart. Which I don't have my pills for. Christ, get me home. I need my heart pills. I need my statins. Uh, here's my younger sister, the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> she's wearing like beige walking shoes. Or at that point where Bob, oh no, he can't, he doesn't, she's wearing beige. He just doesn't want the night to Aaron, end. Aaron, I'm serious right now. You go on a date and she's wearing beige walking shoes. What you do. You know what I mean? You can't. You gotta be like. Because you can't say like, oh, my grandma had those shoes. Like you can't do that. No, you can't. Oh, what's wrong with your feet? <laughs> what are you supporting down there? Because everything she'd say, it really would be like the closest thing to a time machine. Because everything she'd say, you'd know is coming for you. She's like, oh, I can't even get any sleep anymore. I can only sleep four hours a night. You're like, yeah, I think that is happening to me. Holy shit. I'm becoming you. Doing these podcasts. Yeah. It's like, oh, I can barely chew ice anymore. It makes my teeth hurt. What? That's me too. I'm getting old. This is terrible. Toy Story one and two are right. This sucks. Oh, geez. Now I, you're really. I, I go and I oh. give her. I go back in time and I give her my my nude pictures that I took when I went back in my oh, time no. machine. And she and she's like, "This is too awkward." I was yeah. 50 years old when you took those. Oh pictures. my god. <laughs> you can see me in the background of the picture, but I'm I'm fading away. As we don't date anymore. <laughs> For some reason, she's fading away in the picture. Aaron, are you listening to me? You didn't even laugh at my fading away joke when I was I, waving. I, I, <laughs> He's playing the guitar. <laughs> he can't play it. He's fading away. I know. I've seen the movie. Russell and the Timberwolf Dancer. You see their marriage photo where Crunch is officiating it. Crunch is in the background <laughs> officiating the wedding. And you see Russell and the Dancer fading away. Oh my God, Matt actually is asleep. Russell. He, he like he like jumps over us in like a flame and slam dunks can I, it in. Can I tell you something, Russell? And I might have edited this out, but I was so yeah. pumped. Like I said, when I found out I like you, I was dating a cheerleader, right? Jenny was a cheerleader in high school. Then you know what I found out later? Wrestling cheerleader. She was a wrestling cheerleader. <laughs> I was like, what? You were I mean, I was picturing hockey. Basketball takedown <laughs> reversal. We've got some Take wrestling. We, we, we've got some former wrestling cheerleaders that listen to this podcast. Too, oh so boy, tread lightly. the flat. Oh, tread, tread lightly, Rob. Pin <laughs> their shoulders to the mat. Turn them over. <laughs> laid the flat. Pin their shoulders to the mat. Hey, you know that uh, girl that's sitting on a pillow down there? I'm going to make her my wife. You know what I mean? Nobody said that ever. <laughs> We got, we might, you might have to delete the whole episode. Yeah, start over. It's okay. I wasn't recording anyway. I forgot. All right. So <laughs> let's get into the rating system. Now, the rating system, as you remember, is very normal and easy to do. So, velvet. Listen, velvet. A velvet chair. Perfect. Especially for today, which was, of course, Coronation Day. 
Velvet Chair, perfect kind of time for Velvet. You love it. It's perfect. Should be right here, just like this album at 143, 143. That is rolling well-toned. Okay? What about Velvet, though? Pajamas. Like a, a Velvet, uh, no, loungewear set. You have a Velvet loungewear set that you can wear out. That's awesome. That's better. And this album might be better. Maybe it should have been higher up. It got rolling boned. It shouldn't be this far back on the list, this high of a number. Or is this like the worst kind of velvet, which would, of course, be a velvet toilet seat? A velvet toilet seat <laughs> is the worst place to feel velvet. Nobody wants to feel that. It would not help you. It would bum you out. That would be a rolling boned. Shouldn't. No. Rolling grown. It's no good. Okay. And not like anything else that's going on right now. All right. So what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling grown? Uh, the Velvet Underground. Russell, what do you think? Man, I'm really torn on this. Like I said, I'm fully admit, like, I am I can be closed-minded when it comes to these more avant-garde bands. I did not want to like this album. I immediately said there's no reason it should be this high. And there's five or six songs that I really enjoyed on this. There's two or three that I really didn't enjoy. There's some part of me, though, that, like, I like it. I might even come back and listen to it. I still think it's too high on the list. Yeah. And so I'm going to say it's rolling grown, but I don't want that to come off as negative because I think the album has a lot of really good stuff on it. It's just too high. I can't see this being in the top 150. This were in the 400 somewhere. I would say rolling well toned. This is a really cool album. I will come back and listen to the songs here and there, but it, I just think it's too high, but I do like it. Now, Russell, do you think the age of this album had any effect on how much you liked it? <laughs> I mean, you picked up on that so fast, Aaron. I thought I'd at least get through a couple questions. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I thought maybe he liked the album more. Can you imagine I'm sitting, there watch, I'm, I'm sitting there watching and I got to squint a little bit. I'm like, wait, is that senior dance team member? Wouldn't you just say that as one of your first, I mean, honestly, if I dance on the Timberwolves, I would tell my dates immediately right when they said, no. would. I'd be like, I'm a Timberwolves dancer. It's like how I'm a power lifter, but really I'm just an old man power lifter. You know, you just never mentioned the old man part. I'd be like, I'm a dancer for the Timberwolves. Well, there's, I mean, it was a few years ago. There's part of me hoping that they didn't qualify for the team then. Oh, you were, you were like pre senior dancer. It's a, a feather in your cap either way, man. I'm yeah. not, I don't, no. don't sell yourself short. Under occupation Rob. on Tinder, did she put retired Russell? Russell. <laughs> <laughs> and you still swiped. <laughs> I wouldn't swipe left just because of it. He's trying to get that pension. Yeah. They go, hey, maybe. Social Security. Well, it lasts. <laughs> I'm paying in. I might as well get something out of it, right, Aaron? <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. It's not going to be there for me in a few years. <laughs> you might as well grab it while you can. Oh God, it's going nowhere. Rob, you they're call like all these guys for their. Room. They're like, listen, yeah, listen. This mattress is going to be good for 20 years, and you're like, yeah. I don't need that. All <laughs> right. Rosie, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling boner, rolling crone. I think there's some really beautiful moments on this album. I will listen to it. I'll, I'll come back to it as well. Like Russell, I will probably come back to it more often than I would the other Velvet Underground album. Um, but I also feel like eh, there's a couple of things on here that I, I just don't know. Under, I don't understand their inclusion. Um, so while I like the album, I will also call it rolling grown. 
Uh, Matt, what do you think? Rolling well sound, rolling bone, or rolling groan? This is the equivalent of sitting AC Slater style on a velvet <laughs> toilet. Oh, oh. oh. It's, it's just, I That's mean, crap, there's like, I don't know if there's four or five Velvet Underground albums plus a Lou Reed. I mean, Lou Reed, Lou Reed as a person has a huge influence on a lot of early rock psychedelic music, right? He belongs in there. I think, Rosie, if you would t- start taking a look at some of the albums that come after this, you might throw up, you know, seeing <laughs> oh, if this one is right where it's at. You understand right? how this podcast fact, works, man, right? Like we're going to yeah. those albums. Yeah. Don't say I, that. Exactly. But like the fact that uh, the Wallflowers is 501, yeah. you know, it's not on the list. And, you know, like who do you, I mean, it's all these ones, right? The fact we haven't got to Tom Petty, we haven't got Pearl Jam, we haven't got, you know, all these different things. Right. And this album's right here is. It's an outrage. It's, it's, You're right. it's, yeah, uh, you guys right. yeah. <laughs> A travesty. Let's just yeah. call it a travesty. And so I, I'm with you, Russell. Like if, if somebody would have told me this album's in like the 400s or, you know, high 400s, it's on the list. Great. Okay. But sitting as a number of 143, I way love too you. High. Yeah. Way did too I, high compared ever, to everything. Did I ever tell you guys about the time where I went out and I was at somebody's house and they said, oh, do you want to have some tea? And I, you know, you normally don't drink tea, but if somebody offers it, you say yes, because you want something nice. They took it. I, I, I generally drink oval tea with my senior. Oh. <laughs> you know what, Russell? Sure. What? Get, I have such a mid- that bone density up. Sorry, Rob. I interrupted. I have such bit, a please. mid-level joke, and you just came in and just body slammed it. That was like the <laughs> Undertaker just coming in and destroying a Hornswoggle. It. He just posterized <laughs> your joke. Rob, tell me about your tea. I feel like Hornswoggle. So this one, this person, okay, this person yeah. I know serves me this tea. But it's weird because when she op- service, when she opens yeah. it up, I hear this. I'm gonna love you forever, and I was like, "Wait, what was that?" Okay, forever and ever, amen. Right? Yeah. I'm gonna talk about the weather as long as old women sit and talk about old men. And I was like, "What?" I didn't ask, but what kind of tea is this? What kind? It was uh, Randy Travesty. It was another travesty. You guys were talking about travesty. So I wanted to talk about the travesty I knew, which is Randy Travesty. <laughs> Aaron, you get that one? Randy yeah. Travesty. The other I'm flavor laughing. was... I am laughing. I found me a diamond just to mine in for coal. That was the other flavor. Not as good. Hey, Rob, you know I told you... I remember last time Aaron interrupted you about your favorite Rocky villain? It was uh, Mr. Travesty. <laughs> travesty. <laughs> I pity the fool who doesn't love me forever and ever. <laughs> oh my God! Is that Mr. Randy Travesty? Yeah, I was just Rob, at a what's show. Your rating hey, on this album? This is Mr. Randy Travesty, and I will love you forever and ever. But I just want to tell you, I was at a show of Hamilton, but instead <laughs> of actors, there was all guys catching touchdown after touchdown for the Steelers. And it was, I'm Mr. Randy Travesty, and I went to a show with Lynn Swan Manuel Miranda. <laughs> Listen, guys, we don't have time for all this, okay? Let's get, the actual answer is this is a rolling non-experiment today shown. They non-experiment. Yes, they shown. came back and they were making like poppy songs and it sounded like uh, Lou Reed and it's, you know, normal stuff. Now, next week, get ready. It's normal stuff. Okay, get ready. I know you guys, the first thing you want to do when you get done with this call is so come back and record wrong, another one. Do we get it wrong? You got it wrong. I think we got it wrong again. 143 Damn. weeks in a row. Shit. The next one is a double album. Okay. Oh. It is a double album, and it's finally... We all remember the woman um, that was on... Was it Jerry Springer? What show was that? Where she, or no, Maury, where she said, cash me outside. How about that? Do you guys remember that? 
Cash what? Me Outside that was Girl. Doc, that was uh, Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil. It was Cash Me Put Outside. Put that in the Octomom. Put that in the Octomom. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure why this, anybody I'm should to actually know that. But, <laughs> no yeah. I've learned a lot about that myself. <laughs> cash Me Outside. Well, this was the one where she said, hey, cash me in here. Cash me in here. Cash me here. Uh, this is Physical Graffiti and Led Zeppelin. Oh. oh. Cash me. Is this her fourth Zeppelin album? I think so. No, we've done four. We also did one. Oh, how, how many have we done? We did four. But we also did one. And we also did... Did we do two? No, three. So ask me if we've done four, Russell. Because we did. Did it better. Rob, have we done four? Yes, we did. Back at number, number 58. Uh, we did... Actually, my favorite Led Zeppelin album was 143. I love we've you. Done one, two, we've done yeah. one, two, four. It's I copy you because <laughs> they copied all their songs. Anyway, um, I looked it up, by the way, and I want to tell you Hornswoggle was a cruiserweight champion at one point. Does that blow your mind? Time to say goodbye. Goodbye. Um, um. Did you guys get my Randy Travesty joke? Did you want me to explain that again? We, no, we, I think we got that right. one. Just wondering. And I didn't mention his DUI pictures. And you have to be pretty proud of me for that. 